0: Second, first, 15. He is dialing oh in now. Um, let's see. Did, and then, oh, there he is. Okay, he has joined the meeting. He is back with us. So um, welcome, everyone, to Twig 15 here at St. Paul Baptist Church. We are excited to share with Pastor Scott as he shares with us our devotion and prayer moment for today. And he will be taking over shortly on the meeting. So the next person you'll hear prominently speak will be Pastor Scott. Okay. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Hi.
1: Hello. Hi.
0: Hey! Bye. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good, Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. I a
1: connection if she, Good she's
0: evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good Hey pastor. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Hi, pastor. Good evening, pastor. Good evening. Good evening. That you all are doing, doing uh, as well as can be on this Wednesday evening. And I want to thank each and every one of you for uh, joining uh, us as far as time of prayer is concerned. I want to you to do, do me a favor if you would um, share uh, our contact number with your family and friends and others and have them to join us as far as uh, prayer is concerned. We want to lift up the concerns of all of those. Uh, that will join us as far as prayer, and it's a wonderful time for us to touch base with one another. So thank you all for being so gracious and so kind of giving us 15 minutes of your time as far Mm -hmm. as prayer is concerned. I'm going to put us on mute uh, and uh, share with you all a devotional, and then um, I will gather prayer concerns in just a moment. Tonight I want to come from Luke chapter 4, starting at verse 16. Um, and it reads like this. So Jesus came to Nazareth, and when Jesus, where Jesus had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. He was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Then Jesus closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And Jesus said to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. So all who bore witness to him and marvel at his gracious words, which proceeded out of his mouth, and they said, Is this not Joseph's son? And he began to say to them, you surely say this proverb to me, Dr. heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, surely I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the heavens were shut up three years and six months. And there was a great famine throughout the land, but none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow, and many lepers in Israel at the time of Elijah the prophet. And none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. So all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust them out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the hill on which the city was built that they might throw him over the cliff. Then passing through them, Jesus went his way. So I, I share that with you all this particular familiar saying, um, that many people when it comes to dealing with social justice and when it comes to dealing with the problems Flights and the perplexities of our times, we would go to this particular passage of Scripture, and we would read from verse 16 to verse 20. And, uh, of course, we would, you know, focus on those particular verses, but there's so much more to those verses. We're reminded of the fact that um, Jesus is giving us great insight as far as those persons who would basically receive who he was. There's a cliche that goes, familiarity breeds contempt. But this was a line from Aesop's fable, The Fox and the Lion, and it wasn't meant to imply that we often take those closest to us for granted. Rather, it meant that the fox failed to properly acknowledge who the lion was, the king of all beasts, because he didn't know his place. So his self-perception was greatly and dangerously inflated. This is the same thing we see with the Nazarenes, who heard Jesus interpret the scriptures. And when Jesus preached in the synagogue of his hometown, the Nazarenes were initially receptive to the word, but when he interpreted the words of Isaiah in the way they didn't like, in a way that showed him as the one who proclaims release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, they belittle him by saying, isn't this not the son of Joseph? See, the problem was the Nazarenes weren't ready to admit their need. They did not understand they were the ones blind. They were the ones who were poor. They were the ones who were brokenhearted. They were the ones that were in captivity. Uh, they 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 may have expected Jesus to perform miracles for them because after all he was their homeboy, but Jesus did not show them the physical proofs of the spiritual truth. They were unwilling to grasp. So this is what Jesus did. He reminded them that Elijah, the prophet, was sent to a Sidon woman, and Elijah was sent to a Syrian. God chose to show mercy and healing to those who were unfamiliar with God because they were willing to believe. They were willing to humble themselves to a point where faith became possible. The Nazarene's response to Jesus tells a spiritual truth that we might easily overlook, even in this pandemic. When it comes to the Christian life, it is so tempting to feel we have status, or better yet, in today's terms, that we are privileged. When we're comfortable, when we know what to expect from preaching and have memorized the pertinent passages of Scripture, we can feel a sense of entitlement that is dangerous. Entitlement breeds contempt that needs to be uprooted. And until we see our true state, our need to be set free, we will forget we need to humble ourselves before the Lamb of God, who is none other than Jesus Christ. May I also submit that this may be part of the reason we are where we are when it comes to the church in a time like this. We, in this age and culture, have really taken the church and even the ability to come to church for granted. We thought we would always have access to the Lord's house and to the physical sanctuary. And now that's not the case. And now it is very possible that if you have a large gathering, particularly in the Lord's house, instead of it becoming a place of worship, praise, and giving God glory, it can become a place where we can contract COVID-19, become sick, and even die. There are times when we take the Lord's presence, the Lord's power, and the Lord's personhood for granted, especially when it comes to worship. It is my hope and prayer that whenever we're able to go back into the Lord's sanctuary, and I would dare say we're a day closer now than we were yesterday, but I don't know when we will be able to go back in. But whenever we're able to go back into the Lord's sanctuary, that whenever we're able to gather as a people of God where it will be safe and secure, It is my prayer that we will not ever take the opportunity to go to the Lord's house for granted and that we will be able to share with our children and our grandchildren the necessity, the need to come together as family, to come together as the people of faith and be on one accord and be in the Lord's house together. But until then, we will continue to do what we're doing virtually Knowing and trusting and believing that the church is not a building, but it's the people of God gathering to worship with one another in spirit and in truth, even if we have to do it virtually. So however we worship right now, let us not ever take the ability for us to come together and worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Amen. Okay, thank you. Amen amen. 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 Thank you Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you very Lord. Before we get ready to go, let's have a word of prayer and I'm gonna ask that if you all would not mind sharing whatever prayer concerns you have at this particular time. Go ahead and, and share out loud your prayer concerns. And then we will go to the Lord in prayer. We'll be with the family. Eugene Price, Reverend, they would just with in the home with Lord. Deborah Leslie, I would like to bring your family, family. Washington. I like think it's up to the whole world. The whole world. Mm-hmm. The whole world. Mm-hmm. It's up to the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I've okay. seen you having family. Yes, yeah, okay. my neighbor, Betty. The President's family. Okay. Eugene okay. Price. Our brother, mm-hmm. family. Oh. I'm from Northwood Home. Mark. Okay. <laughs> Mary Alexander family. Heart and, and her family. Okay. Um, okay. And St. Paul's family? family. Our church family. St. Paul. Yes. Right. yes, amen. And so, then the Pastor base Scott in your family. family as well. Right. Your huh? family passes out who's out of town. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. Yes, always include him. Mm. Any other prayer Let's pray mm-hmm. for mom, the young people that's been pushed out of school that's getting COVID yeah, And pray yeah. for yes. our yes. children yes. they will get to go back to school Alright, I'm going to put us on mute mode one more time And we're going to go to the Lord in prayer God, the one that sent your son Jesus to be the fleshly embodiment of your love, your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness, and even your judgment. We come, and before we ask you for anything, we just want to give you our adoration and our praise. Thank you, God, for being who you are and being the God that loves us in spite of. God, we realize we haven't dotted every I, we haven't crossed every T. We've sinned. We've fallen short. And we pray right now, God, that you will move on our behalf and forgive us. We repent. We repent of not doing the things you wanted us to do. And we repent of doing the things you told us not to do. As we come to you, O oh God, we repent of our sins and thought, word, and deed. Please forgive us. You know each and every one of us so in- intimately. And we pray right now, God, that you would just move in our lives and on our behalf. We thank you, God, for how you have blessed us with new mercies every morning. You're truly faithful. And now, God, you have heard the needs that have been expressed as far as those that are on this call. God, I pray that you would bless each and every person that is on this call. Bless their families, O God. Bless their extended families, O God. Bless them for giving the time to participate on this call and redeem their time for such. We pray right now, God, that the concerns that have been shared, that you will start moving in them as your sovereign will so dictates. We know, God, you're too wise to make a mistake, and you're too just to treat us wrong. So, God, if you would, in your own powerful way, answer our prayers according to your will. We trust you, O God, to do what is in our best interest, and we know, God, you won't do us wrong. God, I pray that you will continue to bless and empower the St. Paul Church to do your work in our community, in our city, county, country, and world. And Lord, we want to be a bright light shining in a dark and dreary place right now. And Lord, before we close, we just want to say we love you, and we love each other. Continue to allow for us to be examples of your grace and mercy, your forgiveness and your power. Continue to, God, move in a supernatural way and even God allow for us to grow in a virtual manner while we engage in virtual worship, knowing that the church is bigger than a building. And God, don't let us feel like we are entitled to anything. You don't if you would do anything else for us, you've already done more than we deserve. And so, God, I have prayed that we would never ever take being able to come together for granted like we have in the past, being lackadaisical in our participation, in our presence, and yes, in our worship. Help us, oh God, to realize that we should never take the gathering and the fellowship of the saints, as far as community is concerned, for granted. Now, God, dismiss us from this call, but never from your presence. Keep us in your care, we pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Good everybody. Thank you, Good night, everybody. Thank you, Pastor. Good night, everybody. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe.